Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hi, everybody. I was the first one to talk. That doesn't happen very often. No, it's what true. What the fuck? He, he doesn't. He doesn't do it very I don't often. do that very often. But we're here. We're it's back. True. It's We Are Starting a Cult. We are starting a cult, and that's granted. I'm Jake, and Mitch is here. It's true. He's here. We're on episode 120-something of you. Are we still, we're still in the 20s? I think so. If, I mean... I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know yet. I have to look that information up. We just kind of decide every like we figure it out every time we post, but then we forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it'll be fine. It'll be. That's fine. how it goes. But we are here to officially wrap up your beautiful story about the skin wearing man who got very, very uh, encouraging hand job behavior from his mother. Mr. Ed Gein and Gein, yes. Gein, all right. You know what? I'm going to tell you this. As of right now, why don't we why don't we start hot and heavy early today? Huh? Let's just. What get does that right mean? In. What do you mean? Let's just dive right Let's into just do it to the Gein to the Gein. All right. Okay. Mitch is here. He just discovered that we're talking about Ed Gein. All right. Uh, so we left off last week with how fucked up Ed Gein's upbringing and family were. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. what do you know? They're all dead now, and he's alone in his childhood home. Yep, that's a okay. Weird so that's scenario. basically where we're coming in at. It's not a fun place to be. I mean, unless you're like a normal person, maybe it's something that might not be fun, but maybe you're you know you could live with it. You know, it's like okay. yeah. I mean, you would you figure it out. But yeah, for him, no, no, no. This is bad. Bad news. Yeah. So Ed was alone, all right? And really, uh, the, to the people of Plainfield, Wisconsin, there was no, like, substantial change to his demeanor or life at all, really. I mean, he continued to work jobs, like his weird array of odd jobs. He was, like, babysitting still. He was working for those, like, uh, road-working people. He was, like, he was, he was doing a bunch of farm work, all that stuff. But he was polite and pleasant, yet he was still awkward and soft-spoken, no cause for alarm. He was pretty much the same. Right? That's good. That's what it seemed to be. That's good. But it's within these continued behaviors that we start to see, in hindsight, some deviant behavior taking root. Just a okay? little bit. And Just... it's not the hand jobs that you might be thinking. It's it's no. more. No. I, I wonder if he continued with that I after mean, his mother passed because like, she wasn't there to like say, go, son, with like a big foam finger. 
I say hand jobs as if you know he was getting them from other people. No, he's he was doing them to himself. It's a it's a self a selfie version of a hand job. I heard know? it's called masturbation. I've never heard that term before in my life. I well, heard it was called uh, you know playing the devil's trumpet, something like that. That's what I've always heard. The skin flute, all that kind of cool stuff. Yeah, but that's only for you know the the, the straightening the hose, yeah. maybe. That's the the. Said, um, <laughs> it's just said oral. Oral sex is the, <laughs> okay. the skin flute. Yeah, it's pocket pool. You know, that's what I've. Yeah, always heard. all right, there we go. Well, he seemed pretty normal. But again, within the, the stuff that he'd been doing, we can see in hindsight his deviant behavior. Though Ed was respected in the community, he tended to make women uncomfortable. You don't say. I do say, because that's what happened. He wasn't a rude or like brazen guy, but he would often like stare at women uh, uh, pretty, pretty intently. Uh, he would stare at women for entirely too long. Like, way too long. Until they saw him doing it, and at which time Ed would quickly scamper off. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God, I gotta get out of here. Like one of those. My identity is yeah. longer safe. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so th- though this, uh, you know, through this, uh, he maintained a uh, reputation even more deeply seated and gentle yet odd than before. Like, it, it's kind of like a very childish thing to do, right? Yeah, a like just bit. stare at women, then like they catch you, and it's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. You know, it seems childlike. Well, uh, it, it it was uh, it was also in these years after his mother's death that he uh, slowly began going insane. Just slowly, just very slowly. For example, he would uh, he would see hundreds of vultures around town perched on trees covered in blood and gore. Ooh. Is something he saw pretty often. Uh, he'd also see faces in the leaves that would laugh and talk to him. So that's kind of cool. I, that kind of sounds nice. Do you think they were his friends? Do you know what I'm saying? Like the leaves, they were talking to him. Do you think they were friendly? It's like, hey, Ed, don't step on it. Like, I feel like it was just a lot of warnings not to step on them. But, maybe. Okay. Or maybe okay. they make new faces when that happens. That's I don't know what they were point. saying, but he said that they were talking to him and laughing. So whatever was happening, they were having a good time. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. He also began hearing his mother's voice talking to him before he'd go to bed every night. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. No, he was a schizophrenic, and his disease would rapidly... It was rapidly becoming worse and worse. Schizophrenia, not a good thing. Untreated, not a good thing. Another fun fact about this time period, Ed was surviving solely on pork and beans. He ate pork and beans for damn near like a decade and that's it. He only ate that. Pork and beans. Pork and beans. When was the last time you had pork and beans? Never in my life. You've never had pork and beans? I've had both pork and I've had beans, but never exclusively together in one dish. No, I haven't. Jesus Christ. All right, well, I know what we're ordering later tonight. No, I'm, I'm not going to You're going to eat the pork and beans or you're not going to eat at all? I'm certainly not partaking in that. <sighs> Okay. Oh, hang I'll on. Kill you. All right. No, we're going to pause the episode right now. Not physically, but just for, for me to say this. Dude, last episode, when we first started the part one of Ed Gein, yeah. that was his birthday. Really? I was listening back to it. I was. It was like August 27th. And I was like, that's today. We, yeah. met, we totally didn't even mention that, but isn't that kind of funny how that happens? I honestly didn't even pay attention to that remotely. Me that's- either. It's almost like we don't even... 
listen to what we're saying anymore. It's like the world made us pick that episode for that day. No, it's true. It's true. It's all Mitch is making some sort of nom nom noise. Menomina. Menomina. Poop poop. One of those. Do, 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 do. <laughs> he was trying to do the Twilight <laughs> Zone music. All right. Uh, so, so isn't that weird? Uh, just out of nowhere. My Vinky was a key. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> all right, all right. So this descent, of course, uh, didn't happen all at once, uh, but rather over a span of about eight years. And I say eight years specifically because that's how long it took Ed to come across Miss Mary Hogan. Ooh, okay? Hulk's beautiful grandmother. Yes, that's yes. That's not true. But Miss it, Ho- I mean, it could be. Who knows? It would just be fun if it was. I really should have looked more into that. But yeah, Mary Hogan. Mary Hogan was an owner of a local tavern. She was known to be constantly drunk and very foul-mouthed. And, uh, uh, an all-around you know, good time, if you will. She pretty much, she had two divorces. She had connections to the Chicago mob. She used to be like a, a madam at a brothel. All these crazy things. Uh, so Mary was, uh, was everything in a woman that Augusta, Ed's mother, had warned Ed about. Okay, so yet it was remarkably similar to her at the same time. Both Mary and Augusta were large German pig-headed businesswomen. They looked so similar. I like that we brought back pig-headed. You know, I purposely wrote fun. that in because I was like, Grant's going to appreciate this. That was fun. I, I taught I you pig-headedness. Uh, so this caused a lot of cognitive dissonance for Ed, especially considering Mary was very nice and pleasant to Ed, which is not what Augusta said would happen. Yeah, they're all women. You know? They're all of the devil. You yeah, know? all they, women. The only reason they exist is to tempt men into sin. That's the only reason they exist, said Augusta. Right. They have no you know, positive positivity in them. They're all just bad in every possible way. No, it's true. Uh, so, you know, it's so, so much dissonance going on in Ed's, Ed's mind, but he also had developed a crush on this middle-aged woman. Woman. Ow, ow. That was a she. She was a spitting image of her, his mother. It was bow, insane. Bow, bow. Exactly sexual thoughts, but uh, but this was not good. Ed had been told all his life that any woman who wasn't his mother was a wicked whore. Okay, and was uh, not to be associated with in any sexual feelings, lest Ed be damned to hell. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like there's, a, it's a give take. Do you think he pulled like a Louis C.K. and he was like. Uh, can I can I jerk off in front of you? And then that's how they fell in love? No, I really don't think so. That would be really funny. That'd be know, great. You know, Louis is a comedian. It's like it's not really a crime. It, it's like not really a crime. There's really, I mean, it's just, you know, doing a thing. Yeah. I'll but tell I mean, you this. I've seen people masturbate and not. Yeah, I mean, just on the streets of Chicago. Or, you know. They didn't even ask, okay? They were just doing it. <laughs> they were just going to Honestly, town. they were probably insulted that we were watching. I don't. I feel like they might not have been. Like, you glance you're over, you're like, what the fuck is that? And they're just kind of like, yeah, keep looking at me. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen that before. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. gross. It, it's pretty gross. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, Ed knew that he had to put a stop to these feelings, and it wasn't through masturbation. Uh, with permission that he did that penetrative sex no actually he uh, uh horrible you know, crime. Let's say, like guess guess what he did guess what he did that wasn't penetrative sex i think he did something that's you know it's in a very ambiguous moral spot and it's probably on the illegal spectrum of things it's not very ambiguous honestly so all right so on december 8th 
1954, Ed caught Mary coming out of the tavern after the closing, right? And he promptly shot her in the head with a 32 caliber round. That's pretty morally ambiguous. It, pretty, it, just, it just happens so quick. You know, it was like a Son of Sam sort of thing. It's like, oops, you're dead. You do it no, to a deer no and precursor. nobody bats an eye. But you do it to a bar owner in yeah, Wisconsin. Shoot, shooting deer is going to come into play a little, little later. But, yeah, so he just just showed up after closing time. She was the owner, so she was the last one coming out. Boom, thirty-two caliber round to the head. He then loaded her body into the back of his truck, took it home, strung her up to the ceiling, butchered her body, held on to the parts he wanted, and burned the rest. What were the parts? What were the parts? That's the important detail here. You know what's funny? I don't know. You know what they were. You know they were the tits, the butt cheeks. Maybe the smile. <laughs> the smile. And specifically the smile, huh? I mean, not just the head that he's could, not, you know, maybe house that smile. He's not totally callous, you know. But the, the head no, is Oh, that just is too something we'll see, yeah. You gotta treat the whole head. There's a lot of bone going on in there and cartilage. There's a lot to do. Yeah. yeah. Just keep the lips. Pickle those motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that. Pickle All right. the lips. Mary's disappearance got lumped in with the disappearances of four other Wisconsinites at the time. And so Ed was uh, even less of a suspect than he would have been, given his reputation. So basically, like even though he was at the bar the night that this happened, and police were just like, were you at the, the tavern last night? And he was like, yep. They were just like, did you see anything weird? He's like, no, I did not. They were like, all right, well, fantastic, Ed. Have a nice day. That, that was the end of it. Like, they didn't suspect him in the least. So this is weird. Just out of nowhere, it seems. Um, and, and what's even weirder is the fact that Ed couldn't stand the sight of blood. Ooh. Or so he claims. That's but a also, good claim. Like, if you're going to be is, that guy, yeah. I can't deal with blood or bodies. Ugh. So I don't want any of this. No one's going to look at you and be like, that guy fucking, that guy doesn't even like killing spiders and shit. He's not going to yeah. kill a person. And, like, it kind of has, like, some believability to it because he was actually known around town to faint at the sight of blood. How often was it in town that there I was just no, blood? I mean, it's a farming community, man. You're going to have to wring a couple cows' necks and, like, play in their blood. That's what farmers do, right? I know you're sipping a drink, but I, I know you agree with me. All right. Um, uh, what else we got I do. here? Yeah, okay, good. I do. So, uh, you know, you'd faint at the sight of blood. So what the fuck? Right? Uh, well, well, Ed would later claim that when he did this, uh, this specific killing, uh, and a few other things that we'll get into later, uh, he would kind of go into what he would call a daze. Basically, he just doesn't remember. He claims to not remember anything about killing or chopping up or burning Murray Hogan at all. He doesn't remember any of that. Ugh. So his claim is that he came home from the tavern and then just woke up and there were just chunks of woman in his house. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Okay. Uh, so that's a little suspect. But it seems that after all this, all like the blood was gone because, you know, he drained the blood. Ed had no problem uh, with the body parts and the like. So here's an example. Here's a good example. Ed was, uh, he, he had a very small, a very, very small group of friends Mainly composed of teenage boys. It was like SpongeBob's group of friends. It was like a napkin, a penny, and a chip. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, he was Spongebob. a recluse, so yeah, that that checks out. They all had fun. It, his friends were more of just like a severed nipple, 
a nose and maybe like a big toe. Oh, just know? wait. Just wait for the, the kicker right here. Uh, so one of the boys that was considered his only true friend, uh, guess what his name was? Nipple. All right, Mitch, guess what his name was. What, what do you think his name was? Is it also Ed? It's Ed. It's he, not Mitch, Ed. Mitch says Ed. It's not Ed. It's, it's a name you've heard before. Matt. <laughs> we Jake. do know a lot of Matt. It's, Mats. Jake. it's not Jake. It's not me. It's Jake. All right. Okay. Jake. The boy was named. Jake. Wait for it. Bobby Hill. No way. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Ed Gein's best friend was a teenage boy named Bobby Hill. Start puffing, boy. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> It's, I've been watching oh, King of the God. Hill lately. That show is so fucking funny. It's ridiculous, dude. It, Mike Judge is a genius. It's like the least funny, hilarious show I've ever seen. Like it's just so like generic, but everything <laughs> in it is outrageous. It is just so yeah, funny. It's perfect. All right, so <laughs> so Bobby was also uh, one of the many people to one of the only people actually to go into Ed's home during this time. So Bobby Hill was seeing it all, okay? That's that's got to be not rough. all of it, okay? I'll 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 explain later. But he was like one of the only people to ever go into his house during this time. Okay. Okay. Apparently when he did, Ed brought out two mummified severed heads to show Bobby. That's not normal. It's not. But when Bobby asked where he'd gotten them from, Ed told him that his cousin had brought them back from the war uh for Ed to keep. Okay. So that's way more normal, Grant. If you if you didn't notice, that's way more normal. First off, so. let, let me critique this for a single singular moment here. How the hell do you bring severed heads back from the war? You put them just well, in like, like a people, bag. It's like people sending like uh, incrementally pieces of a motorcycle to then reassemble back at home. You know, oh. it's like a fun project like that. Maybe he had a torso. Maybe he had a femur one day. But, but like, he got the heads. How do you send that? Like, you can't, you can't fucking Postage? airmail that. That's uh, you got to bring that back. You put it in like a duffel bag. I don't know. I don't want to. You know. just use postage, man. You, you know. I'm starting to think weight, size of the box. You just pay for the postage. They'll send anything. I'm starting to think Bobby Hill is not as smart as I think he is. No, come on. I'm sorry to say this, oh, Mr. Come on. Hill, but you. You drop the fucking ball, and I—that's it. That's all I got to say to you, Mister Hill. Can I have your autograph? <laughs> all right. So yeah. So Ed was just showing off uh, severed human remains to this child, and Bobby told his parents about it afterward, and they didn't even give a single fuck. Yeah, because much- Ed was just a weird guy. They're like, that's what you get for hanging out with the town fucking nuts. Yeah, they just accepted. They're like, yeah, Ed's fucking weird. That's what you're going to get when you go into that guy's house is just severed heads, and they didn't know how fucking true they, how uh, how right they were. Yeah, they okay. did not. So, Ed would even make jokes to people <laughs> that he worked with on the topic of Mary Hogan because, you know, she was like, she was a business owner in the town. It's a very small town. People are going to talk about it. Right. So, she would get brought up at work and stuff. He would make jokes saying like, yeah, I got her back at my place. <laughs> I brought her back. Just to like mine. straight up telling the truth. It's not even it's a like, joke. It's just an admittance. It's like only funny to him. Anyway, uh, so so this is insanity. Okay, Ed is off his fucking rocker. But uh, but what he is truly known for lies simply in the pages of the stories he was reading at the time. Like we mentioned last week, 
uh, Ed loved his adventure and crime stories, and he was an avid reader. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, the stories that he was taking a particular liking to at this point in his life had much to do with brutal Nazi guards. That's a weird thing to enjoy. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the time. Like, okay, again, it's still weird now, but in 2021, at least you have the idea of, like, this is, like, old history to me. Like, I was not around. This was, like, 10 years before he was reading these things. Yeah, this, this is weird. Like, this is very recent, you know? In his life, this is strange. It's weird. It is. But, yeah, so it, it was, a lot of the specific stories had to do with this one uh, infamous Nazi guard that... Uh, Named Jake. Oh, God. Why? No, I'm not German. I got a German name. I'm not German. Uh, <laughs> so many of these stories involved a particular Nazi prison guard uh, who would make furniture and other household amenities out of human skin and other body parts. Ding, 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 ding. Isn't that just so directly what we're talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So other stories you would read having less to do with Nazis involved grave robbing. One particular story that made an impression on Ed was that of a man who would dig up recently buried bodies to keep them in his house until they were thoroughly decayed and rotted. The man would then, after they were thoroughly decayed and rotted, perform oral sex on the cadavers believing that this was a means of bringing them back from the dead. It never worked. It never did. It not a single time did it work. Or maybe it worked and he didn't tell anyone. Maybe we should try this. This guy. I Hold on. Hold on. This guy was blowing skeletons in the hopes <laughs> that it would bring them back to uh, life. No, he was blowing rotting flesh, Grant. That's even With worse. With a skeleton underneath. That would that's even worse. Like think of I'm watching. I'm a big surprise here. I'm rewatching The Walking Dead again. That would be like anybody on that show just blowing a walker, and they're like, "We're gonna bring him back to life." You know what I mean? It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. <laughs> it might. No, it wouldn't. I'm Have sorry. Have they ever it. tried it in the show? Grant. I would rather I. In the, I, I would rather just blow my fucking brains out than have to suck the dick. Of a decaying corpse. It just wouldn't happen. Maybe you just blow the decaying corpse head off. Maybe it's that good. Maybe it just wakes him up. They're like, whoa, that's good. <laughs> whoa, dude. Are we like going out? You got magic lips, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's something he read. That's fucking weird, man. <clears throat> Isn't it? All you right. want to tell me that, you know, anybody... This is my thing. We should teach more of that because, you know, there's people that are like Nazi sympathizers. There was a guy that was blowing corpses, okay? No, that's... this wasn't a Nazi. This was just a guy. Oh, so that's even weirder. I said it wasn't less even... having to do with Nazis. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that's even weirder. It's not even for the scientific research of things like they were doing. It's literally for the fact that he's just like, I just want to blow this corpse. It's like, gotta wait till they're good and smelly. Gotta wait till that flesh is fucking, you know, real dark and kind of just rubbery. And then you just shove it down your throat and just fucking... How do you give a blowjob to a soft penis? I don't even want to know. I feel like the mechanics are pretty standard. It's It's the same mechanics. You put it in your mouth. But there's nothing that happens. It's just like... No, no, no. Except uh, maybe they come back to life, Grant. I guess, I guess. I admit, George Romero had it all wrong. You just gotta, you gotta. <laughs> you know what? Let's get off of blowing corpses. 
I, right, I let, can't say let's that move I on. ever will. Let's, <laughs> let's move on to uh, this next thing. While we're on the topic of a lot of the inspirations and reasons for why Ed did what he did in the end, which is what we'll get into more later. But anyway, this is another inspiration. Ed had wondered his entire life, though he had never expressed it to anyone, what it would be like to be a woman. Okay. Okay? We're, Even going back to childhood, he was always curious about becoming a woman. At least we're moving into more realistic, uh, like, semi-normal territory here. These are things that occur, like, day-to-day, and it's like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever, that's fine. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're moving away from the uh, the weird death fellatio. I, that's a good band name, though. Yeah, death fellatio. <laughs> that is a fucking cool name, but All at right. least... We're, we got moving, a into, man real we're quick. moving into territory that's a lot more tangible for the day-to-day person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so all of this paired with the fact that he was now... Well, not that he was. Now that he had a woman's, a woman's severed remains, uh, it, it made for quite the idea. Okay, so Ed was going to make a suit out of a dead woman. All right. That's where we're at at this story. He's going to make a woman's suit. Out of women. But this couldn't be done with... A women's suit. Out of women. <laughs> what a concept. Uh, so, But this couldn't be done with only the few pieces of Mary that he had in his possession, and that's where the grave robbing came into play. Ed would start watching uh, the obituaries in the paper, right? So, all right, I'm catching myself right now, like, this is insane. Like, this just all of a sudden started happening. Like, he just decided to murder this woman, and now it's ju- it's just... The floodgates are open. Yeah, the floodgates are open. The floodgates are fucking open. So he would watch the obituaries in the paper, looking for a middle-aged woman who had passed. The night following their burial, burial as long as it was a full moon, because that, that was one detail that he made sure he, uh, he hammered home. That's a weird. It rule. had to be a full moon. He like he said. I think he said he read somewhere that like people locked up in like mental institutions would like there was like some sort of statistic that they would act up during full moons more than any other time. Which I think you touched on in a past episode, like a recent one in the werewolves episode. In the werewolves we episode, yeah. The statistics do show that uh, more criminal activity occurs. During full moons, than not, and it could be a coincidence. Maybe it isn't. We don't know. Yeah, right. But so, it, it is statistically backed up. That is true. There you go. So after watching the obituaries, finding middle-aged women, and uh, you, you found out when they were being buried the following night, as long as it was a full moon, he would go to the gravesite and exhume the fresh corpses, taking them home for his projects. Yeah. Now we just have Home Depot for that. We don't have to do yeah, all that Yeah, there's all sorts of materials there. Most people want to build, like, I don't know, like a fucking birdhouse or, I don't know, something for their kids or their parents, and that's just like, this is my special project. I'm going to <laughs> take this corpse, and I'm just going to fuck around with it. I'm just going to use know. it. I'm just going to make stuff with it. All right, all right. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm picking it up a little bit. You know, I, okay. I see what he's doing. Yeah, right? So he would end up uh, taking bodies... A total of roughly like ten times. Okay, he did this quite a bit. So that's a lot of full moons. That's a lot of time. Yeah, okay? I mean, that, that is a that's a good cycle of time. That's that's close. If he did it on every single full moon, that's that's a couple 
that, that, that's about a year, maybe a little bit more, depending. You yeah, know? but even so, like he he did it roughly ten times, and this is true despite the fact that he apparently had made these nocturnal visits to three separate local cemeteries about forty times. Oh, about nocturnal missions. Like, yeah, and he got he got fucking uh, he got got nerves about it. It was apparently in one of those. Uh, so-called dazes whenever he would do this and you the can't 30 be nervous about grave robbing if you're gonna do it that's like the one thing if you're nervous about it you shouldn't do it all right that's just well what that's it also is. true but like when he said he was in these dazes the other 30 times that he went to the the uh, cemeteries to do this he would apparently leave empty-handed because he came out of the dazes before he could get it done like the times that he took him he doesn't necessarily remember is what he claims yeah, he was okay. in these so-called days. Okay, all right, I'm picking up what he's putting down here. I get it. Right? No, I don't, but I get okay. it. Okay, well, so in a way, it could be an, like an argument for a somewhat involuntary chasing of some sort of satisfaction. He wanted to make these women suits so badly. Buffalo that, Bill style. <laughs> pretty much. Dude, he inspired that. Was Directly, he inspired Buffalo Bill. Person? He inspired uh, Texas Chainsaw. He inspired Psycho. I will say this: There's uh, this is super off topic here for a moment. There, in the I think it's the no I I know for a fact it's the Bigfoot Part Two, and we're talking about like wearing a suit or something. I don't know how we got on it, but we make the joke, and I don't even remember who said it, but we make a joke about Buffalo Bill. And we're like, was it a great big hairy person? And for some reason, that's my favorite joke in the entire the entire podcast. I that joke every time. It just I think about it sometimes. I'm just like, <laughs> was he a great big hairy person? That just like cracks me the fuck. I think out. that was the hardest we've laughed on microphone. I, it to might this be. Day. It might be because I I vividly can hear Georgie's reaction to that. Dude, like that Georgie on the podcast just makes us laugh uncontrollably. It is, he does. It is hilarious. Now he has a kid. We're never going to see him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope you guys. I mean, I, I miss him a lot. Yeah. But I hope you guys don't miss him too bad because chances are he won't be back very often or because, yeah, he's got a, a very, very young baby. Like, I'm talking we might have like, to have a very young child on the podcast if we can make it work. I'm talking that baby is still, like, under 50 days old. Like, it is a young baby. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. You know, she's part of the family now. We're going to... Give her a cult baptism, you know, it's it'll be weird. It's true. We have to figure out what that is. Yeah, well, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to have to do with, like, you know, honey mustard and something else. Right, we'll figure it yeah. out. So after talking about this new uh, newborn child that's very close to us and that we all love, uh, so Ed wanted to make these woman suits so bad that, uh, you, you know, he knew that it was wrong in his mind, okay? And he would put some of the pieces back from the like corpses that he'd take out of respect. If he didn't need the pieces for whatever he was doing, he would go back and dig up the grave again and put pieces back. Oh. Yeah, that's not normal healthy behavior. But, you know, again, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on this. Neither am I. Uh, so we know he felt bad about that. Uh, you know, we, we know he felt bad about what he was doing because Ed was sometimes returned to the graves. He was assuming with the pieces. It's kind of nice, okay? So now let's get into some of the things that Ed made with these corpses. 
Okay, what did, this what did you do? This is where it gets fucking crazy. All right, uh, first we're going to touch on the vest that he made See for himself. See my vest. <laughs> Won't you please? Made from prime gorilla chest. My vest. There you go, perfect. Oh, God, man, that, look at that fucking sound wave. That looks beautiful. All right, so he made a vest for himself, right? Because... What he do with the? We're gonna talk about this first because what he would do with this vest is kind of fun in a very sickening sort of way. He'd wear it. He'd wear. I mean, <laughs> that's, he, that's not the sickening part. <laughs> yes, he would very much wear it. Ed had fashioned a vest made out of a woman's torso with the breasts fully intact and positioned over his chest. Titty meat skin vest. <laughs> yes. Have you seen my breast vest? Exactly. Exactly. My breast vest. Have you seen it? No, it's it's somewhere around here. It, uh, you know, the <laughs> nipples uh, seem to protrude when it gets a little bit chilly. Yeah, you see? You see? My breast vest. <laughs> all right, that's the episode. I'm done. I'm that's, done. That's all right, the yeah, best. Yeah, Grant's checked out now. All right, so, yeah, the breast fully intact. And it goes over his chest, okay? So uh, Ed would tighten the latch and straps that he'd installed so he could it could be, like, tight against his body, right? Oftentimes, when he would wear this, Ed would dance around in the moonlight on his property, accompanied by a small drum that he'd fashioned from uh, stretching human skin over a human jawbone. Gross. Can you just, like, picture that for a second? <laughs> I mean... And that's not all, because he would have... He had nine different face masks. That nine. he would also wear as he did this. So he was just is dancing it? and yelling and wearing a human skin mask with boob shirt vest. Isn't and he funny? was keeping a beat with human skin over a jawbone. Slipknot has nine members and they all wear masks. It's Do you perfect. think that may have been the inspiration? So, I, no, honestly, we need nine more people. We need more positions to fill. We need nine. Honestly, at this point, I don't know. That's It's weird that that's a very specific number no yeah he had nine uh different face masks that he i think it was only five that he would use because so of of the nine however so he he would only wear five of them asserting that the other four were just for show oh okay yeah we all got to have those you know you gotta have something for decoration you don't touch it's like oh what's this don't touch that okay it was clear uh, which ones were the ones just for show because he stuffed them with newspapers so they would keep their shape, and he hung them on the wall, just in his house. Okay. D- didn't even care. Uh, we'll get into some of the more creative things he'd do with the bodies, but I feel like I should mention this next part now. Ed would cut out the vaginas of almost every corpse that he exhumed, and he draped them around his penis. Okay, he would uh, often walk around with the vaginas around his junk under his clothes just going about his day. Okay, okay. No, but okay. You don't have... Oh. I thought that was like the most insane thing in the world. Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> You're like, all right. Don't get me wrong. Are we already so desensitized to this? No, we are. I'm trying to downplay it simply because it's it's just... I mean, what do you? I guess to me, it's like, what do I expect? You know, I don't know what to expect at this point. And <laughs> well, when I'm presenting I hear, you with new, creative, fun things that are just, just deplorable. Yeah, you know what? I give it like a seven out of ten in the deplorable category. What about creativity? 
Yeah, that one's it's up there. It's definitely. I'd say up it's there. at least a nine. Yeah, I was thinking. I mean, like naturally, like that's what you're supposed to do for procreation. But usually, there's a body attached to it. I was even willing to go to like nine point three. That that was that was like the limit there. But that, it's it's high. It's high on that's the. It's a good Olympian list. score. I can't say it's not because holy shit, is that fucking strange? Yeah, just a bunch of vaginas. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's get into his other projects then. All right, so Ed, he would do with these corpses. He would uh, he would use them for both fashion and home improvement. Okay, so he made a pair of pants, or should I say uh, leggings, Grant? How about that? <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, because they were made of skin from legs. Uh, uh, that was actually funny. I just thank you very much. Thank you. So- Sorry for the ear torture. <laughs> Dude, that is a fucking brick. Of a fucking sound bite right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was like a robotic oh, fucking man. sound. That was wild. Anyway, he made a pair of pants that uh, were leggings because they were made of leg skin. All right. Uh, he also made a belt entirely comprised of female nipples sewn together. Okay. Do you think that would even work to hold up your pants? I'm going to tell you this. Or is that like a fashion thing? I have seen that very thing at Spencer's, but it's not real nipples. But I've seen that almost exact product, and it was unironically for sale for a very high price, <laughs> like forty-five dollars or something. Speaking of something, can we? I'm going off topic here for one more minute. I'm All right, sorry. yeah, Mitch is looking up the nipple belt anyway, so we're good. I'm yeah, sorry. Go I'm sure there's people out there that don't like this, but I, it fits in the conversation we're having here. Should we have given a warning at the beginning of this episode? No, it's fine. Even uh, if you're listening to an Ed Gein episode, you know what you're getting into. But let me tell you this. There's this new product out that I saw advertised on Facebook. I thought it was a joke. It's not. It's called the rope tie. And it's a rope that's in the shape of a noose that you wear as a necktie. And it does not seem... Oh, the nipple belt? We got pictures of the nipple belt. Let me see them. It looks gross. Let me tell you that. God. That's what I saw, like, when I was looking this up. Was that not the real one? It's fueled... It's wow. fueled by areolas. Okay, that's the deal. That's a nice buckle. I'll what's say the, that. What's the plural of areola? Is it areoli or areolas? Areola. Yes, areolas, I think it is, well, just with an S. There's a lot of those motherfuckers dancing around on that belt buckle. But Rope Tie is a new product. It's really weird. Check it out. It's fucking strange. Anyways, it's not as enticing as the nipple belt. So... My thought is this. Um, I sit down all day, so I'm not much of a belt wearer. But yeah. that would be very, very low on my list of purchasable belts. Um, and by low, I mean it would probably never be purchased. Just a thought. You'd probably just use maybe like a shoestring. Remember when like people in middle school, especially like kids who were like, I'm a skater, they would, they would have like belts, but it would just be like a, a shoelace. I the do. Big time. That was so stupid. I do. That wouldn't even work. And uh, yeah, it would. Yeah, I don't get. Was it. that just for the sake of having an extra one? That was just. Cool. I don't even know. Like they were like, it's different. You know, it's cool. I'm cool. It's like what was that in the Simpsons? It was Jimbo. He's like, my belt's a bungee cord or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Well, Jimbo uh, Jones. Jimbo Jones. Yeah, he had, the, he had that uh, nipple belt there. Wait and... a minute. Can we talk about how his name is Jim Jones? No. We can't <laughs> talk about that because that is just too far of... That's too deep of a hole. 
no one's going to talk about Ed Gein for at least 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about point. that later. Valid point, valid point. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so he had the nipple belt. He also had the vest and, um, and the masks Okay, that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, he was in Slipknot uh, before they started. Check them out. <laughs> they're uh, they were on tour yeah. at some point. In they're history. probably hosting some tryouts for a drummer now. That's <laughs> funny. It's not, but <laughs> he is dead. That sucks. He dead. Yeah, he did. He quit. was already out of the band. Yeah, all right, I'm getting all a bunch of new information. Well, he did quit. Uh, all right, so all right, we're gonna get out of the fashion the fashion world here, and we're gonna go into the home upholstery and that kind of thing. Uh, uh, yes, let's move into the furniture section. Yes, of, of course, the furniture section of Ed Gein's mansion. Uh, so he had also fashioned a wastebasket out of human skin. And he'd also uh, fashioned multiple seat coverings for chairs out of human skin. And there was a lampshade. Uh, so what do you think that was made out of? Skin. Skin from a human face. It was a human face skin lampshade. No way. Yeah. It's like I the eyes were glowing looking at you like they're alive again. I thought maybe he broke the cycle, you know? Maybe he fucking... Maybe he just made this one out of denim, you know? It was a weird fucking stupid thing, oh, but God. no. Denim fucking lamps. Jesus Christ. I mean, That's more deplorable than face skin lamps. You do have deer skin lamps, so I guess it's not like that weird, but it's weird. Yeah, deer invasive. Because we keep building subdivisions. True. Anyway, so bowls. He also had bowls, and they were made from the sawed-off tops of skulls. Sweet. That's kind of cool, actually. It is kind of cool. It's 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 pretty metal. Yeah, that's pretty fucking it's sick. Pretty I'm hardcore. not gonna lie. I mean, and, they're human, so that's weird, but yeah. it, it, it's a cool idea. He had a whole bunch of shit. Like he even had a grip for the window shade drawstring that was made out of human lips. There it is with the lips. I told <laughs> like, you. <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, we're getting into it. I told you we have some lip action. We got the human lip drawstring, and apparently, when it would be up, it would it would. Uh, form sort of a smooch uh, shape, you know, so sort of little smooches. Love you, Ed. Who knows? That was his, uh, you know, his fucking his drawstring fucking shades. Just talking to him. <laughs> uh, he also had like sort of lazier decor where he didn't get too creative. This uh, one was just a dead corpse, <laughs> uh, such as skulls on his bedpost. He just called right? this he one just, the dead corpse. He just made bed. sleeping the most badass thing you could do. That's basically what he did. Uh, he also had a box full of nine Volva. What a weird <laughs> nine, dude! Nine is back again. Nine Volva, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, there were there were full fingernails just lying around. That's great. I don't even do that with mine. All right, I, you vacuum and those are just the up. tops of them that you trim. These were the entirety of fingernails just lying around. That's man, you got to vacuum that shit up. I don't. He I, wasn't like, much on cleaning. Then here's another example. There were like four noses just scattered about. Ah, uh, just there. Yeah, just yeah. noses. You know, you got to sniff. I get um, it. And just straight up bones. If he had a like, dog, that dog would have a great time. Oh, you would have house. so much fun. There were bones everywhere, both like whole and shattered. They were they were everywhere. That would be a heaven for this fucking dog. Like, you, you don't even know. Yeah. And this was all uh, collected and crafted over the course of many years, okay? But this crafting, his crafting days were about to come to an end <gasps> following the most famous of his two murders. The murder of Bernice Worden. 
Oh, not Bernie. Not Bernice. Bernie's. Bernie's warden. That's all you need to know. Yes, She's okay. She's dead now. So, yeah, she is, but we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, so now Bernice was a lot like Mary. You know, his, la- his last victim. Dead and chopped up and used his parts. In a sense. But in also in a sen- in the sense that she was uh she had a lot of parallels with Ed's mother Augusta, okay? It was the same shit. I think he had a problem with his mom. Just slightly. I think so. Ever so, so slightly. You ever know? so friggin' slight. She was a short, large woman who was a business owner. <laughs> a short, large woman. Yep. Some might even call her an extra medium woman. People might say squat. A squat woman. <laughs> Um, what was her name? Violet from uh, Willy Wonka. That's kind of what I'm picturing. A short, rounded female. Uh, very voluptuous and not in the way that, you know, rappers would speak of. Just, I'm talking Just like round. circular. I'm talking round. Like, take it around town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And Beach she was ball. She was also very judgmental and mean. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So, just like Ed's mom. And uh, she aligned with Mary more. Uh, due to having, due to her having, what was considered a checkered past. Okay, so Ed, just like with Mary, had developed a crush on Bernice and was sort of freaking out. Okay, that's kind of sort of freaking out. He's like fifty-five at this point. Oh, okay. how cute! So, <laughs> so he's sort of freaking out. That is until he discovered some details about her checkered past. Okay, apparently, years prior, Bernice had seduced a married man into leaving his wife. Pretty crazy. So the wife uh, was so distraught from the divorce that she committed suicide. Shortly after that. Ooh, not good. Not what you want to do. In uh, in Ed's mind, this was more than enough of an excuse to end her life and his romantic emotions towards her all at once. What do you think he would have done about Robin Williams if he was alive? What do you mean? Like, like, this, like, this was is he so, causing divorces? This this woman's husband. Is he like a short squat German woman who's like shoving religion he down be. your throat? But if he thought that this woman leading to her ex-husband's suicide was enough for her to die, what would he do to Robin Williams' like family? Oh, they, I don't even know. They would have been a new couch. He'd make Williams jackets. You know, it'd be like the Planet Hollywood jackets. Yeah, yeah, I, I know the jackets. They'd be fucked up, but I'd buy one. I'd buy one for a lot of money. I mean, I'd, why not? Yeah. I'd sell everything I own to get some Robin Williams skin coats. <laughs> so, all right, so, so he was like, I found out about this suicide triggered by the divorce that you caused, so I'm going to end my feelings for you and your life all at once. This was his plan. So on the first day of deer hunting season in Plainfield, which was November 16th, of uh, of 1957. Uh, you know, Ed pulled up to the hardware store. Actually, he pulled up the day before. It, we'll get into this. He pulled up to the hardware store to buy a jar of antifreeze. Okay? Uh, the, antifreeze biscuits. Antifreeze huh? biscuits, motherfucker. Yeah, so the, the deer hunting detail is important because the day before, like I was saying, Ed went into the store and chatted up Bernice's son, Frank, who uh, worked the store with his mother, asking if he was going hunting the next day, which he was. Because everyone's going fucking deer hunting in Plainfield tomorrow. Yeah. On yeah. this day, the 16th. That makes sense. Of November. There's like the opening day, you know, it's like that's what they do. That's what they're there for. Yeah. 
No, yeah, it's true. So Ed, uh, he did this all to make sure that Bernice would be alone in the store when he came in the next day. Flashback forward to November 16th, the first day of, of deer hunting season. We're back. Okay. Uh, what happened after this? Oh, God. So, Ed went into the hardware store, grabbed the antifreeze. Actually, he brought in a jar, and she filled it up with antifreeze. He bought it. Uh, he brought it up to Bernice. And then uh, he purchased it. She wrote him a receipt. And he went on his way. So okay. So, he, he left. All right? So, so, but he returned minutes later, just not without the antifreeze. He came <gasps> back. No antifreeze. Antifreeze is gone. He made him into biscuits. So, he then went up to Bernice saying that he was thinking of trading in his rifle. Right? He's like, my rifle sucks. I need a new one. Maybe we'll trade. So, the two went over to the display case of guns. Uh, Bernice unlocked the case and allowed Ed to inspect the weapons. Right? So, then she made the horrible mistake of going over to the window, turning her back to Ed, uh, to look at a car that was parked across the street. She was just looking at a car. There's not much to look at out there. You see a car, you're going to look at it. Yeah, that's fair. You know? I do that now. There's a lot to look at. It's like, there's a car. I'm like, what's going on here? Who's this? Yeah. So while she had her back turned, Ed pulled out a 22 round from his pocket, loaded it into a rifle, aimed it at Beatrice's head, and just as she was finishing saying the statement, what, what do you think the statement was? It's real fun. It's real, real normal. Ah! Was it something like that? <laughs> no, I have a feeling that would be something she would say if she saw what he was doing. She was just looking out. She was looking out at this car. That's She's a like, big "Hey, hint. Ed, nice cock." Right? Okay. No. Am I wrong? But Am yes, wrong you're, you are wrong. You want to know what she said? She said, "I don't like Chevrolets." Oh. And then Ed shot I. her point blank in the back of the head, and she died instantly. Okay. Okay. So okay. She was, just, she was just pontificating upon the brand loyalty she had to certain cars, and then it's over. Okay. So now Beatrice's son Frank returned to the store after a long day of hunting to find a large pool of blood, and both the cash register and his mother were missing. Okay. He contacted the police, and while he waited for them to arrive, he started searching for clues. And what does he fucking find but a receipt for antifreeze? And Ed made the mistake the day before bringing the jar he was going to fill with antifreeze in, uh, antifreeze with, in, and he was like, I'm going to buy some antifreeze. Uh, Are you going hunting tomorrow? He's like, yeah. He's like, all right. And then he just left. And then he came back the next day and bought the antifreeze. So Frank was like, oh, it's the antifreeze fucking guy. I saw, I saw him. That's, it's that's this Ed. This is, a, this is a small town. It's Ed Gein. I, I know him. All right. So, <laughs> so he found this receipt. He's like, oh, I fucking know who did this. Uh, Frank told the police of his suspicions. And they went off to search for him, right? The police were searching for Ed. Ed at this time was over at his friend Bobby Hill's house eating pickles, pork chops, and macaroni. And watching I Love Lucy. Doesn't that sound oh, amazing? It does. I won't deny that. It does. Pickle, pork chops, and macaroni. I'm not a huge pickle guy, but in that specific instance, that might be just it's perfect. Pickles are amazing. It might be just what the doctor ordered. Yeah, right. We got to order food. But uh, So, yeah, he was watching I Love Lucy. He was with his teenage friend, Bobby Hill. He was eating good. Lucy! Uh, <laughs> so that was when all like everyone came back and everyone was... 
like freaking out. He was eating all this good stuff. Uh, when the police arrived, however, Ed and Bobby were in Ed's truck. Uh, when oh. asked when, where they were going, Ed was just like, you know, we're heading down to the hardware store. See what all the commotion's about. I hear something happened there. And the cop didn't buy it. He was like, you know what? You know, it's. I think I think you fucking did something here. Uh, it's best you probably come with us. And Ed's first reaction to this was, someone's trying to frame me. That's exactly what he said. He's like, someone's trying to frame me. So at the same time, <coughs> burping, at the same time that, uh, you know, the police were going to apprehend Ed, there was another set of police, little another little group, that went over to his house, and they were starting to uh, investigate. So they found out that the, you know, front door was locked, and uh, so they went over to the shed. And mind you that there is no electricity in any of these places. We covered that last episode. There's no electricity. There's no plumbing or anything. So it's pitch black in this shed. So these two cops go in. And one of them feels something kind of brush against his fucking, like his side, the side of his body. Mm-hmm. And he points his flashlight over. And it's a fucking pale corpse of a woman. And it is Bernice who has, uh, what's it called? The, 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 there's like a, a big, a big wooden, wooden, uh, mantle. Yeah. Mantle. Maybe. I don't know. It's a piece of wood. That's like splitting the sides of her legs. Like it's going into her ankles and keeping them spread apart while hanging from the rafters. Like at the gynecologist's office. I guess maybe it doesn't, I don't think they get their, uh, no stirrups. (laughs) It was a piece of wood between her ankles, and it was penetrating into her ankles, and she was hanging by those things. Shackles. No. She was on the rack. Everyone knows what I'm saying. It's reverse shackles. Everyone's picturing it. I I know it. I know it for a fact. Okay, so that's what was happening. It was very pale, and um, what do you know? It was headless. There wasn't a head on there. So he kind of freaked out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he freaked out, and uh, and you know they called for backup. A lot of more cops showed up. They started going into the actual house, and they were like, "Oh my fucking god!" Because they found everything that I had mentioned probably like ten minutes ago. Okay. okay. They found all that shit, and uh, I'm pretty sure they found uh, Beatrice's head in in like a bag underneath his mattress. And they found Mary's head, Mary's skull, in front of his potbelly stove and her face, which was, you know, to become a mask, in a paper bag on the counter. I think in the sink around that area. Okay. So it's not looking good for Ed, you know? It's not. I feel that. Mr. Ed, he, you know, it just didn't go well for him. So he was busted. He was busted. He was arrested. And little did you know, the trial begins. All right, are you ready? Are you guys ready for the trial? Are we moving in? Well, yeah. Moving in for the kill? Well, like, when when the police first saw all this shit, they were like, this guy's murdering everybody. Well, yeah, yeah. But then they were just like, Ed was telling them. He was like, you know, uh, I just dug up a lot of those things. They're like, there's no fucking way you dug up all these things by yourself. You're a scrawny little man, but he had like the farmer's body, you know, strength you don't see. Right. You know? Right. No, it is true. And they actually, you know, after the investigation took place and all that, 
He was actually only tried on one single murder. All right, now how about that? That's weird. Uh, I guess the collection, you know, that's a whole different situation to deal with. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. He had a lot of noses, plenty of nipples. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so he pleaded not guilty in the trial. And after rigorous amounts of testing, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. And he was found mentally incompetent enough to where he would not stand trial. How about that? He was extremely schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was probably the right call. So he was sent to the Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. And this was a maximum security facility in Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, it it wasn't quite a prison, but it was, you know... It was for people that probably should be in prison, but they couldn't be. Yeah, because they're you know insane, right? Which I don't know if that's a the right word to use anymore. But Ed Gein was insane. Yeah. So and then we're gonna we're gonna fast forward a little bit. So he's in the hospital in 1968. Doctors finally determined that Ed Gein was able to withstand trial. He was mentally capable of withstanding trial at that point. So we're looking at 11 years later, okay? And then they picked right up on that because on November 7th of 1968, they sent him back to court, and it was a one-week trial. Um, A psychiatrist testified that Mr. Gein had told him that he did not know about the whereabouts or the killing of Bernice Warden, and it it was unintentional and accidental. It was not something that he was aware of. He was completely unaware. Insane, considering he was. She was. She was in his shed mm-hmm. without a head. Um. So pretty much what he said. So this is exactly his defense. He said that he did have a gun. He openly admits that, like, I had a gun, and I went up to her when she got out of work, but the gun just went off. Like I didn't do that. Oh the, yeah, the yeah, gun yeah. just popped off. It just like, went. I just don't know what happened. It was a desk pop. It's like the gun killed someone, not me. Right? (laughs) So Ed Gein's trial at this point was held without a jury. So there was a guy named Judge Robert H. Gomer, and he he was the guy in charge of the situation, right? It lasted exactly one week, and on November 14th of 1968, he was found guilty. Ed Gein was officially guilty. Um, a second trial was dealing with Ed Gein's sanity, um, and this was because a lot of the defense was... The defense never really tried to say he was innocent. They really just played up the insanity charge. You know, they yeah. really went with that. Well, I mean, at the point that he was at at that point in his life, like, he... Like, that long... Going that long with untreated schizophrenia, it's like you're going to have times where you don't know right from wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I could see where the defense would totally play that. So after a little bit more, you know, persuasion, I guess you could say, uh, the judge, Mr. Gomer, or I guess, you know, your honor, Gomer, or however you say Wait, that. He was a judge. His name was Gomer. Gomer. G-O-L-L-M-A-R. Gomer. Gomer. Isn't Gomer like a... Gomer Pyle? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But... He was found not guilty by reason of insanity, and he was sent back to Central State Hospital for the remainder of his life. And the, it was quite interesting because the judge pretty much admitted that 
they had enough evidence to support that he killed Bernice Warden. And then Ed Gein also openly admitted to killing Mary Hogan. So they knew for a fact that he had killed at least two people, but they had they had to send him not to prison because he was fucking crazy. Yeah. The guy yeah. was crazy. No, that's true. All right, so, well, at this point, like, after hearing all this kind of stuff, how do you feel about him killing his brother? Do you think he did it now? I still... Because he kind of fell into murder pretty easily. I, it's weird you know? because... I I feel like he it's it's about fifty fifty for me because I feel like he really could have, but then at the same time, I'm not. It's hard to say he didn't, especially knowing what we know now and how strange he was and what he was into. It's kind of hard to say he didn't do it. I mean, that's just honest. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, like in the same way that his brother uh, was like bad mouthing their mother to him to try to kind of gauge his reaction. It's kind of similar in the sense that, like, Mary and Beatrice were, or Bernice, sorry, uh, were like, they were embodying his mother, but being the exact thing that she had warned him about his entire life. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like defacing her memory in his mind, maybe. And but I, also, he had the sexual attraction. It was, it was a lot of like love hate with both his mother and these two women. Yeah, no, I I think that's fair. I think it, it realistically it's safe to assume if anybody in the world is responsible for the death of his brother, it's probably him. That's just what it is. You know yes. what I mean? I mean, that's just kind of what we're looking at here. But I will say we don't have the evidence to support that right now, so I can't say he did, but my thought yeah. is maybe, probably. No, it is true. Maybe probably. Who knows, man? I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let me, let me just wrap this up here. So Ed Gein died at Mendota Mental Health Institute, and he died of respiratory failure due to lung cancer on July 26th of 1984. How about that? 84, huh? Yeah, so his, interestingly enough, let me tell you this. Um, his house and his property actually went up for sale after he got busted. 195 acres. That was appraised at $4,700. And if you were to calculate that in today's money, it was only $42,000 that they sold it for. Well, fucker, I'll buy that. Yeah. That's awesome. I would get a loan and buy that. Um, But they obviously had a lot of issues. Uh, When he died, um, pieces of his headstone were chipped off and taken uh, and then in 2000, it was actually completely removed and stolen. And then they found it in Seattle in 2001. And now, believe it or not, his gravesite is unmarked and nobody knows where it is specifically. God damn, I didn't know that. And that is on purpose because they don't want people going there and taking shit from it. There was like a crazy weird like fan base that he had developed mm-hmm. just because of how fucking horrifying and like terrible the things he was doing. Like people kind of had to make jokes about it. Otherwise, I don't know, lose their own sanity. I don't know. Like, but <laughs> dude, fucking he broke the town of Plainfield with his, oh, yeah. espe- like not even just like with the murder thing like with the grave robbing specifically mm-hmm. because after they were just like he's like like I was saying like the police thought that he had just murdered all the people that they found in his in his house 
And then once they figured out that it was like grave robbing, like, or well, he was telling them that it was grave robbing. They were like, we have to like find out. Like, we have to dig up these corpses and figure it out. Yeah, like we got to see what's what. Yeah, and, but to do that, you have to get permission from the families, and yeah. the families were not stoked about that. No, they were. <laughs> they not. were not there having were, it. There were a couple that they did, and they actually were able to show. That there were signs of grave robbing. Uh, they weren't put back, I guess, in proper format, you could say. Yeah. Um, but so, there, there were others that, like, because at the time you could, you only had to, like, bury them, like, two feet down. But then there was, like, a, a concrete, like, sarcophagus, sort of. But he broke through that. Oh, yeah. And once they started digging, they saw that it was cracked. And, like, a couple of them, they found, like, just pieces of people mm-hmm. and a crowbar still in there. Yeah. So like they, they knew, people they were knew. fucking livid, and like it, uh, I'm pretty sure it was like Ed Gein jokes started almost immediately. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. were off limits in Plainfield. Like if you said an Ed Gein joke in Plainfield, you were gonna end up like an Ed Gein victim. Probably. We don't laugh about that here, okay? We don't laugh about that. We reenact it. All right, <laughs> we, do like... it, we do it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. But yeah, so Ed Gein, uh, believe it or not, died of, na- I mean, I guess you could say natural causes. It was lung failure due to cancer. For all those beans. Um, but he did, I guess you could say, leave a lasting impact on the world of true crime and just dude, scary stories as a whole. Media especially, dude. Like, where would we be without Psycho? Or oh, like yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where would we be without all these fucking things? Probably. Like, horror movies would be so different oh yeah absolutely i you mean know, this guy would inspired have so, so few he inspired so bad ones pretty much everything that you can think of in a way everything I'm, cool most horror movies have an element of ed gein to their storytelling that's just how it goes now but without you know it, it's interesting because he's not truly a serial killer he's just a weird psychopath that Happened to kill some people and ended up in the same category as the rest of them. He loved arts and crafts. Okay, I mean, and, who and does he loved though? his mom, and she was dead. So what's he going to use for the crafts? Dead people. That's a good it point. It honestly makes sense. He just loved to read, and he loved his mom. That's a very good point, man. But I would say that with all this being said, that's effectively our episode. I think it is. That's all. It, that's that's it. That's our series as well. That's How about Ed that? Ed Gein, yeah, two part of there. Mr. A little Gein, over two hours there. He was wrapped up relatively quickly, but I'll tell you this. His victims very, weren't. No, no. There you go. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 But we actually, and this was a very intriguing series, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. We definitely had fun researching it and speaking about it. I had a lot of nightmares with my eyes open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just that's life, though. Yeah, that is life. You're right. No, you're right. I always do that. But um, we will just be back next week, as we always are. We'll probably... I mean, obviously, we never really covered light episodes, but we might do something a little bit more you know, fun and no, exciting I mean, yeah. as opposed to... Remember the Toy Box Killer? That was crazy. Yeah, that was one of the weird insane episodes, but we'll be back. You know, We'll definitely be back next week with something for you to enjoy and have fun with. It's true. It'll be lighter than this, which doesn't really... Uh, it's, it's a broad spectrum, mm-hmm. you know? 
But I love you guys all very much. And, and I will so do I. talk to you guys. I'll talk to the patrons on Thursday. So will I. And I'll talk to all of our regular fans next Friday. And right now, because you should follow us on all the stuff. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then we have the email, startacult at gmail.com. We're on YouTube. And there's a Patreon link below where you can listen to us on Thursday, every other Thursday. Starting maybe next Thursday. Maybe starting now. Because there's a backlog of a lot of past Thursdays that we've done Patreon episodes for. That's it. That is it. Mitch was also here. We are starting a cult that's grand up Jake. Mitch was here. We love you all very much. We do, we do. Very, 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 very It's very true. Ed Gein was crazy. Yes, he was. He's dead now, though. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Peace.